Hey, what's up, everybody? Thank you for downloading. We got this with Mark and Hal. If you love the show, now is the time. Max Fun Drive is over. The best way you can show support right now is with a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google, anywhere where you can rate this podcast. I, I wish you would. Uh, it really helps new people find the show. Mark and I really appreciate it. And it's a good opportunity to tell other people what you like about the show and why it's worth a listen. So go ahead and do that. But for now, please enjoy episode 166 of We Got This with Mark and Hal. Hello, I'm Hal Lublin. And I'm Mark Gagliardi. Since the dawn of humanity, one issue has gone unsettled. With the fate of the world in the balance, we're here to settle once and for all. Best Broadway musical. That's right. Don't worry, everyone. We got this. Podcasts should have a theme song. Podcasts should not have a theme song. Yes, they should. No, they shouldn't. They sound good. Yeah, but people are just going to skip past it. Hmm. You know what? You're right. We got this. Oh, what a beautiful morning. Oh, what a beautiful day. I've got a beautiful feeling. Hal is sitting in my kitchen. It's true. <laughs> That's not part of that song. Nope. Um, it is not. But you know what? We're going to determine today. I'm so excited, you guys. What is the best musical of all time. Broadway music. Broadway music. run on Broadway. All right. And we have somebody else in your kitchen. Yes, we do. Wait, what? Yes. Just- Mr. Tim Rice. Oh, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Tim Rice himself, Bill Corbett. Hey. Hi, Bill. Hey, guys. Pleasure uh, to be here. It's great to have yeah. you. Thanks yeah. for doing this with oh, us. Is it fun. You're the Tim Rice of comedy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. In that I... I'm intermittently entertaining, but I kind of suck. <laughs> <laughs> you deal in words. Uh, right. <laughs> what, you, you chose this. Yeah, from, from your list to mm-hmm. let people think, you know, less people think I'm too much of a fancy boy, a fancy Broadway boy, but yeah. <laughs> Nothing is, wrong with that. It is. No, there actually isn't. And, um, I, I find it pretty exciting because, you know, I did all the high school musicals. Um, my parents were big fans of music, especially my mom, but my dad, you know, kind of, I think we learned later was really into it. No, where did you grow up? I grew up in New York, so okay. they got to go see a lot of stuff, right. you know, across the, the river there. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so I grew up on a lot of cast albums. Right. It was sort of after the time when those were on the radio, like that used to be what they was used to on, play like, them on the radio. Well, back in the like forties and fifties, oh like, sure, when they all became the, pop tunes, those were the pop songs. Yeah, yeah. And Hamilton has brought that back in a, in its own way. I mean, my daughter has never seen Hamilton, but she can sing it stem to stern. You know, yeah, same here. Yeah, <laughs> were you guys uh, were you guys cast album guys growing up? Because I was, I know I was always when a new because I grew up in Tennessee and we didn't right. always get a chance to see everything. But when a new cast album would come out, I would get it. I would get the liner notes. I would read the synopsis until it gave me the little parenthetical of what the next song was. And then I would listen to the song. Then I'd go back to the, so I basically, I did like my version of trying to, uh, uh-huh. to get the things. Did you guys grow up with, uh, with Broadway albums at all? I definitely did. And, um, like it, I, I just sort of by osmosis from my, my parents mm-hmm. and yeah, they had the liner notes that had the story. Yeah. I got to know man of La Mancha th- that way. Oh, like, and then it's so the, good. Yeah. 
Um, and then, yeah, things that had movies attached to them, like West Side Story, were pretty mm-hmm. easy to follow. But most of them I just know from the cast album. Right. Like, what era of Broadway albums did you uh, get? Like- I got – so I was, I, I was in sort of the golden age of the blockbuster like the Broadway before uh Andrew Lloyd Webber in the 80s was uh-huh. you know things would run for a couple of years and then a new show would go in and then and it, it was never that these these giant mega hits i mean um uh chorus line was and Greece uh-huh. and Greece right. right um but i w- i grew up on you know uh Les Mis and Cats and uh uh-huh. and Phantom and Miss Saigon and all these shows that ran for a very long time. Yeah, right. Or you know when you're a kid you have a weird sense of time. So what like my childhood. Well that was 40 years of of Broadway. They ran forever. And I was yeah. like, well, some of the shows I loved only ran for a couple of years." Yeah, right. <laughs> um which of the cats were you? Were you a Jellicle cat? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, we're, we'll get into cats. I did just go see cats in New York, uh, twice, uh, on this recent it's run. Still running. No, it's not still running. It's oh. reopened. Oh, okay. This is a revival of cats. They okay. just do it in a junkyard. <laughs> An actual one. And I have, uh, buddies there who, uh, I like to go see plays with. And, you know, a couple of times it was like, well, what do you want to go see? Well, I don't know. Let, let, let's just see what we can get tickets for. Yeah. And you could, Always get tickets for oh cats. Oh my god, that's hilarious! <laughs> you could always get twenty dollars balcony seats for cats, uh-huh. and so we would go and we would, uh, you know, put have on, a couple put of on drinks your kitty beforehand. Cat suits. It, it's really adorable to <laughs> go see your, cats. Your first sonas, yeah. Fursona. <laughs> get in your fursona. Oh. Get in there. Oh, I wish I didn't know the word fursona. It's real. Yeah, and it's here to stay, man. Um, <laughs> well, but I, it is. I, it is cute to that. go see cats. <laughs> I think it is. I think it is. <laughs> People make fun of cats. Um, but it is fun to go see. That's a lot of people's introduction to a Broadway yeah. show. Like uh-huh. we would go and it was, you would always see kids there and they'd have their cat ears on and they'd be super <laughs> excited. And it's like, you know what? The world's going to be okay. She's dying in a junkyard. Yay, yeah, mommy. Yeah. Do you think that they like the musical cats or do you think they like the animal cats? And they're just excited that there's a musical about it. Like they would enjoy the Heathcliff cartoon tune, even though it was okay. Not great, but like. <laughs> It's Heathcliff. Yeah. It's a cat. Yeah. Any, oh, sure. Give me any cat I can get at any time. Yeah. Even if it's just people in leotards with like patchy fur. Like they all look like they're, they need to go to a vet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Got, they well, yeah. They're, they're junkyard fur. cats. They yeah. all have mange. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I love any parent that's like, hey, we, we like cats. All right. Here. Well, watch the beginning of these uh, MGM movies for a while. They got a lion in those. <laughs> right. Here, I'll make you VHS tape. Got 40 of them. And if you like smaller cats, here's Mary Tyler Moore's vanity card. I hope you like that. <laughs> just a little cat. It's just a kitty. You love those. Oh, my God. Um, all right. So let's talk. Uh, is there a certain era that you guys are fans of? Do you of- not want to know about the albums I had, Mark? No, you, when I was young? No, I you don't. You assume I don't know anything about Broadway, but I know two things. <laughs> <laughs> no, I grew – I similar to you, stuff would come into Philadelphia. I saw uh-huh. Phantom of the Opera. I saw Les Mis. Les Mis blew my mind, number one, because I loved the music. Mm-hmm. I, I liked it a lot more than Phantom. Phantom, there was always somebody – there were at least like three people in, in, in your class in like sixth, seventh, eighth grade who had the Phantom of, of the Opera beach towel. Mm-hmm. And then they would learn – to play, uh, 
Well, no, they would play the the theme song to Cheers. They wouldn't play anything probably, but it was like <laughs> Phantom. Oh, all on the, the time. keyboard. Dun, yeah. dun, 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 dun. Like if uh, some of the class would always want to sing like "Think of Me" or something like sure. that. Sure, but I to me, Les Mis was so sweeping and so epic, mm-hmm. and I love the the revolving portion of the stage that they used to create movement. That one mm-hmm. that blew me away. That like I that was the first musical that I really. Got into hardcore, listened to it all the time. Yeah. Like, loved Colmini and his performance. Wilkinson. Colm Wilkinson. Yeah. I also like Colmini on Star Trek The Next Generation. <laughs> Colmini's great when he's in that helicopter in Con Air. <laughs> and he thinks he's right, but really John Cusack is the one that's right, right yeah. you guys. Colm Wilkinson, sure. Yeah. And sure, his, sure. his great song as the helicopter crashes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's so good. Um, <laughs> I think the the way that we could approach this uh, – tell me what you guys think. We'll, we'll have criteria maybe or we'll just talk about ones we like. We could go by eras, but it feels to me like and, – and this is a way to talk about different eras uh, – is we can go kind of by the big composers because I, yeah. I think yeah. that, um, that you know, we can start with – we can start looking at uh, Rodgers and Hammerstein back in the day or mm-hmm. Rodgers and Hart before that. Um and then, you know, you've got your Sondheims through the 70s and the 80s, uh, brought Andrew Lloyd Webber and, and, uh, Schoenbill and, or Schoenberg and Bubil. And, uh, then now you've got Lynn Manuel and you've got Bench Pasek and Ben Paul doing crazy stuff. I feel like, do, do you think that our number one winner is going to come from one of these big guns? I suspect so, but. And if so. Let's mention a few that may not make the list that, you know, that we love. Let's start off where uh, musical theater has always been headed with Bono and the Edge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really. Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark. Yeah, can we talk about that? <laughs> I was so excited Most when they had to stop. Killed. I think that is worth something. Oh, my God. <laughs> it, I saw that show and, and I thought, oh, I can see why. Okay. There are cables everywhere. Did you actually see I it? I did. Oh my god. I saw it and they had to stop the show. Yeah. In the middle of the show because uh because Spider-Man and Arachne uh got t- their cables twisted up together. Oh so god. they're just dangling on stage waving at the audience and sort of, you know, Hi. being being coy <laughs> with audience members like, "Hey, yep, we'll resume here we turning are. off the dark in a second. We're kind <laughs> we of turn on the dark for We've a got second. it on a dimmer. Uh, I feel like the the people who go to see Spider Man turn on the dark are a different kind of audience because yeah. I would go like, is this like I don't want anybody to get hurt, right? But I would like to see like Spider Man stop half swing and then just yeah. be left hanging there, like, yeah, all right, I don't know how to deal with this. <laughs> I want things to come to full stop at least three times in a right, show I can right. see, oh. nobody to be seriously hurt. <laughs> I did a deep dive on that musical one day because uh, I found myself in an internet spiral reading articles about it. Do you guys know the story of, uh, of Julie Taymor and this show? Yes. That, uh, that she wanted it to be all about the ancient Greek goddess Arachne. And I didn't know. And that. the producers no. were like, no, this is about Spider-Man. And she wanted it to be all about, uh, this ancient goddess who came in the form of a spider. So, uh, you can find online emails traded back and forth oh between God, the yeah. producers <laughs> and Bono and the Edge. Like, Guys, what are we going to do? <laughs> like Julie Taymor is amazing when she has constraints put on her. Right. But when left to her own yeah. devices. She, she was drunk with power after the Lion King. Exactly. So well, you know? 
<laughs> Let's talk about The Lion King. Sure. Why not? Yeah. Um, did you guys see that show? I, I have to say I did not. Nope. But no. It's, uh. So we're really qualified yeah. for this topic. You know but what? you know, but you know the, the, yeah, what they I did do. with yeah. it. With the... And it looked like an awesome translation to me. Like, yeah. you know, theatricalized in a way you would not expect from Disney. Yeah. It's cool that they. And they went along with it. Yeah. They did, cool. they did the, we're not going to make it look like the movie. Yeah. Which I love. Yeah. Um, cause you know, a lot of times when something's based on source material, it, they try to make it look exactly like. Right. The, the old version. I just saw Amelie on Broadway last year. Uh-huh. And, uh, and we talked about this in the show, uh, the other, uh, recently, um, Groundhog Day, mm-hmm. which both are very fun, but they just look like the movie. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? And Amelie had, uh, woman from Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Right? Philippa it, Sue. Yeah. Who's fantastic. My daughter's hero. Yeah. yeah. Um, so let's talk about, let's, let's go back. Let's start and we'll pull. Why don't we pull our favorites from each of these? Uh, these great composers, uh, maybe pull one wild card from the, the, the not quite so great ones. Okay. And, uh, and then we'll, we'll go from there and those will be our finalists. Yeah. Can I, can I talk a little bit about what I think makes a good, as someone who's not a, like you're a musical freak. You're super yeah, I'm a, into a, it. Clearly I'm a, I was yeah. real excited about this episode. I'm a super nerd for this stuff. As someone who has come to enjoy them later in his life, mm-hmm. cause I did not like in college, Particularly, I could not. St- I lived with musical theater majors for oh, well, four that'll years. Really that mess you up. Yeah, <laughs> and you, everywhere you go, it's, uh, there's a song for it. And it yeah, yeah, it's a lot of like come into the room with a flourish. Like yeah. I'm ready for your attention, yeah. but hey, hey, I don't have any. I don't have any cash on me. You got a single one singular <laughs> sensation. <laughs> Every little step she takes. I'm gonna sleep on the porch tonight. Uh, you should have just had a super soaker that yeah. you carried at every moment. Anytime somebody broke into song just <laughs> hose them down like they're the cat <laughs> like they're the jellical cat <laughs> here was my problem with uh with musicals uh-huh. at that time is that they felt disingenuous to me that they like there was a misunderstanding like i don't know how to portray an emotional moment so we'll put a song in because mm-hmm. that's the only way to express it whereas in life very rarely are you like things are going well at work you don't do right. that you express it in different ways, and I'm, I was more interested then at seeing how how can you explore it when you don't have a song. Now, right. since then, and there are a lot of musicals that I think still, to me, suffer because of that. Uh-huh. But there are mm-hmm. others that will move me to tears, that make me feel things that I like that that I get engrossed in, and that to me is really like the the songs are engrossing, and it's. Uh, and it's, there's a timelessness to it. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of the stuff from this, and I like stuff from the seventies and early eighties, but when I listen to it, especially listening to the original cast album, it sounds like it was made exactly when it was made. <laughs> and, right. And it will not, cats, the music of cats mm-hmm. sounds like it was made in 1982. Oh yeah. When you listen to it, it's in very Thomas Dolby. Yeah. Yeah. But like something like, the Music Man, which is a which is a musical made about a time before the musical was done, feels more like cl- that feels like classic Broadway rather than right. I can tell you that was exactly in 1957 or 58, mm-hmm. uh, whenever the original cast w- was performing it. Right. Uh, that it, that it that there's a timelessness to it. I think that Hamilton will will prove to be timeless in that it imports a musical genre that hasn't got as hasn't gotten as much. It's not the first hip hop musical. I, no. I don't think, but it's certainly one that has exploded into the mainstream in a very important way. So 
it's opened up hip hop to people who might not be open to it. It's right. opened up people to learn about American history. Like that is that to me is a top contender for those reasons. Absolutely. Even though it's very young. We don't yeah. have the lens of history to view right. it with yet. Do you think that it's more important for a musical to be timeless or for it to speak to its time? Well, I think the great ones do both, don't they? Yeah, it does give some uh, that we're, we'll be considering here an unfair advantage, I suppose, mm-hmm. because, you know, we've seen that they've lasted, whereas right. it's harder to know with Hamilton. It's harder to know with one that I uh, am going to bring up, Fun Home. I don't know if you guys saw of course, it. Of course, yeah. San Francisco. I thought it was so wonderful. Um, but who knows if it'll be remembered or done in a couple of years. Right, uh, right. So uh, it's going to be done by small theater companies yeah. forever because it's a small cast. You can do it in the round. You don't need a big set. Yeah, and even as I'm saying this, I'm realizing that might even not even be a Broadway musical, huh? Oh no, it was on Broadway. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it actually, um, they held off the opening of Hamilton on Broadway so that Fun Home, because they knew Fun Home was great. Yeah, it was the same producers. They knew Fun Home was great. And they knew that Hamilton was this epic, going to be this epic juggernaut. So they held off the opening of Hamilton until after the cutoff date for the Tonys so that both of them could win Best Musical in two successive years, which wound up happening. Yeah, so I don't know what to say about, uh, you know, posterity or the test of time, except Mm -hmm. that, you know, it does sort of weed out the ones from the 50s and 60s that were meh because they just haven't hung around. And I, I, I... substantially agree with what you said about the 60s and 70s like the cats there was one song that everybody covered it was memory and barbara right. streisand oh, yeah. did a great version of it and all that but that's there's not, not a lot going on with story i mean it just it's sort of a a review in its own way yes yeah. and, and that gets to something that i like in a musical is a good story and that's you know right. my writer's bias but it does not seem in tension with great music Great dancing, like the ones that I like have, have everything, baby. They're a quadruple yeah. threat, you know? Yeah. Well, that one of the all time greats, and this gets me back to going uh, and looking back at, uh, in these big chunks of, uh, the great musical composers. Um, Superman the musical. Superman the musical. <laughs> From the 60s. Um, sorry, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's, it's Superman. Yes, my mistake. Yeah. You the, look in, at, the, in the tradition of that, awkwardly was, named. Was that the name of, the, of yep. the musical? It's yep. a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman. Yep. Three exclamation points? Uh, at least. <laughs> <laughs> you know what they missed? If they'd had Arachne in that one, I think it would have oh. been much more popular. Oh, yeah. man. Guys, do yourselves a favor and go look at these emails. It's hilarious. Oh, I can't wait. Um, but looking back, uh, speaking of musicals with exclamation points, Oklahoma broke all kinds of new ground when it came out. But really, when you look at the story of Oklahoma, it's just, who's she going to go to the dance with? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the whole premise of Oklahoma. Yeah. Um, and there's intrigue and, you know, small town uh, things and a dream ballet. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there's not a ton of story there. Yeah, with Oklahoma, that was a top contender for me because mm-hmm. I just have such good memories of it, and the music is so good. And it's the songs are are undeniably Americana. Yeah. And for at the this people point. who don't uh, aren't that familiar with it, that is what Mark opened the show with. Oh, what a beautiful morning! Which, That's right. And ex- explain what was revolutionary about that. Yes, we were we were talking about this at dinner the other night. Um, so there's there's a great book out now about um or great doc out about um. 
Rodgers and Hammerstein. And uh, one thing I learned from that I thought was cool was every show up until this point had a big, huge opening number. That was how they opened shows was you saw your big opening number and then the show started. Yeah. Right. But this just began with Curly walking on stage and singing a song as a woman was doing laundry out in the middle of the Dust Bowl. Right. And it's and it blew audiences' minds that this is what they would do. Right. And um and to to have those I guess something benefits from being revolutionary just because it's the first. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. right. shows were eventually going to have to do that, right? Theater was going to eventually have to grow and change in the way that Hamilton has grown and changed theater. Um, but this one had the benefit of being the first. Now, is that the Rodgers and Hammerstein one that is the best Rodgers and Hammerstein musical? It's South Pacific is one of theirs. South Pacific yeah. is one of theirs. King and I is one of theirs. Carousel. Carousel. Is My um, Fair Lady one of theirs? My Fair Lady is... No. I'm not sure. Learner and Low. Learner and Low. Um, I think. Nailed they it. did Cinderella. Um, <clears throat> Cinderella, Turn Off the Dark. Yeah. A- <laughs> <laughs> I remember when Cinderella got her wires <laughs> crossed up. Do you, guys prefer a, uh, do you guys prefer a new story, uh, a true story, or a source material story? I I don't think it matters to me as long yeah. as it's well told and you know integrated with the other values. Right on. Yeah, yeah. I, my top four are a mix. There's a an adapted story. There is a somewhat original story, a parody of of an existing form, and then just a retelling of a story that's already been. Uh, there was a retelling of another Broadway show that was a retelling of a classic story. Right on. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. Do you want to? Do you want to? It sounds like you guys have. Li- I didn't have a list. I just I, was going to go. I have a list of names, but I'm I so really curious. You've got a laptop in front of you, and all I can see is the back of it and the little glowing logo. Um, and it's how you've all, got your it's list. All of no, four. no, Nanette, over and over again. <laughs> That's it. You know what? That is a very. If you're a New York Yankees fan, that is your favorite show of all time. <laughs> oh man, was I don't know if it was actually used or if it was one of their uh, rejected ones. But Second City had no, no, Will Met. Uh, was one of their old <laughs> review names. Um, all right. Uh, do you want to talk about the ones that you've been in and what, what like, or is that just a diversion? Well, like, we can and talk, what we can you, talk about what that. you maybe learned from that? Um, yeah, you guys, uh, well, you guys have done music. You did your musicals in high school. Which ones did you do? Well, I was, um, I did a, a sort of an eccentric bunch. Uh, Camelot was one I did in sophomore year, which I think is, extremely good mm-hmm. right up there um i was sir dinadan who was just one of the knights who gets clobbered by <laughs> lancelot <laughs> and, and makes guinevere love him um and lil abner in uh junior year which mm-hmm. was uh, it's a weird one you know yeah yeah it doesn't really i don't think it really stands the test of time but it's got some good satirical moments about right you know, surprisingly uh, topical at the time about the military industrial complex, believe it or not, and beauty and uh, uh, Madison Avenue. All in the form of a uh, musical based on a comedy About hillbillies, yeah. yeah. Um, and the, but the one I did in sophomore, in uh, senior year that I was actually the star of was Destry Rides Again, which is a musical version of the Jimmy Stewart movie. It only huh. ran for about a year, year and a half on Broadway. And it starred Andy Griffin as the in the what? Jimmy Stewart part. I've never even heard this. Wow. Nobody has, and it actually has quite good music. Who wrote the music for it? Harold Rome. 
I don't who, know Harold Rome. He never got up there with the greats, but I think he's known for something else called Pins and Needles about... Uh, about standing up off the couch after watching two movies in a row. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a thin premise, to say the least. Now, I think it's something about garment workers. It's like... Oh. So yeah. I thought it was the same person who wrote the musical Restless Leg Exclamation Point, <laughs> which is that's one of my that's one of that's my that was my fifth didn't make the top four. Uh, my mom called me real serious one day to let me know that she had restless leg syndrome. Oh boy! Yeah, I I feel like that one's made up. Yeah, mom. <laughs> I feel like that's Don't worry a about it. that was a that was a a cure looking for a disease. Yeah. Pharmaceutical company got bored one Shout day. out to anyone out there who has restless leg syndrome yeah. and my apologies. And, and we will yeah. do a, a fundraiser for you. Yes. Soon. Broadway Cares, Equity Fights, Restless Leg Syndrome. <laughs> you know what? You have to do a Kickstarter, right? Yeah. If yeah. it's Restless Leg. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kicking and starting all the time whether I like it or not. Seriously, sending love and light to your mother. Oh, yes. thank you. I'll uh, let her know. Mark, you've been in a ton mm-hmm. of musicals. Yeah, yeah, I did a lot of musicals. Um I one that it has a specific place in my heart that I've done twice now. There's a couple of musicals I've done twice. Um one is and and we'll get to uh he's one of the greats is Sondheim. Uh I did Into the Woods twice and oh, I wow. love love Who'd Into you the play? Woods. Baker? Uh no, I played Wolfie? uh The Wolf and Cinderella's Prince. Nice, um, nice range. Yeah. yeah, look at you. Uh, You're a sexual and romantic threat. That's right. And a, a jerk on both accounts. <laughs> Triple threat. That's huh? right. Jerk, sexual, romantic. Um, but I love that. I love uh, Fiddler on the Roof. I think that's one of the all-time greats. Absolutely the music on my is, top. Yeah. Oh, it's, the music is beautiful. The story is amazing. The journey that you go on yep. in that, it's partly, I mean, it's based on true things that happened in the Shalom Aleichem stories. Yeah. Um. And, uh, I, let's see what else did I, I did the Aladdin musical at Disneyland for right. ever and ever. Um, which we actually, I was pretty proud of our version of that did not look just like the movie, uh-huh. which was really cool. Yeah. It was really, um, yeah, it was designed to look like an old 1950s musical, which is why all the sets were really flat. Oh, cool. Which I thought was cool. Um, yeah, I've done a, I'm trying to think of other musicals I've done. Um, uh, they'll come to me as we go. Yeah. We'll we'll start talking about one, and I'll be like, "Oh, I did that show. <laughs> I did a medley when I was in a show choir. I did a medley from Cats, and everyone wore unitards, and like because they didn't want to put expensive costumes on us. We all wore unitards and like little fur wrist and ankle things. And God in uh, heaven, I hope you have pictures. <laughs> yeah, somewhere I have pictures. Get of it that. on your website. <laughs> yeah, please. Get those pictures and we will share it in the Facebook group. Uh, um, if you guys ever do a pledge drive, that yeah. is one of the prizes that you that's perform it. that medley in that concert. That's right. Oh, next year's Max Fun Drive. I'll do that. I'll do oh, the medley. I'll set a, a stretch goal and you will perform. Uh, well, one of the earlier stretch goals can be I shave my head and do the King and I, which I did in high school, realizing now I was basically doing it in, um, I guess it's kind of blackface. Oh dear. Uh, yeah. cause I was playing the king of Siam. Yeah. Yep. And I am a white guy Asian from Tennessee. Face. Well, that's how it started. I mean, Yul Brenner was, yeah. uh, what was he? Armenian or something? But he was oh, like not sure. Russian, but he was not. He was no. not. It's me, the South king Asian. of Siam. Yeah. Here I am. But I loved that show. Uh, Music Man, I did a couple of times. Did you play Harold? Um, no, I understudied Winthrop when I was a kid. Okay. And then, uh, I was just in the ensemble. Uh huh. Um, he'd be great. 
Professor. I'd Harry love Hill to play Harold Hill. Harold Hill, Henry. Um, from Goodfellas. <laughs> from Goodfellas. Remember when he, I, I was, was young, schmuck. I wanted to be a music man. <laughs> you guys remember when Cole Meany played Henry Hill in The Music Man? People didn't sell music. We thought they were schnooks. They were losers. And, uh... Yeah, so I I grew up loving and doing musicals uh-huh. all the time, and there are still some that I there, there are musical roles that I would l- love to play that I never got a chance. Do you guys have those? Are there is there a role in a musical that you're like I'd love to play that guy? I am not probably enough of a singer to do this, but like in terms of like something that I could do given my age now, uh, Man of La Mancha. Oh, oh yeah. I, I, that is one of my special favorites. I'm not sure how it has fared in the pantheon of great musicals mm-hmm. over the years, but I just love it. It's that show to me is I just saw it in Washington, D.C. Uh-huh. I saw the um, the National Theater production. I got Anthony Warlow to come from Australia, who's an opera singer. Um, and I had never seen it. I'd seen the movie, but I'd never seen the play. The movie's a weird version. It is a weird version. But the play is weird. Like it takes place inside this prison. It does have a framing device. But it's so, so good. I find the end extremely touching. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just a beautiful, beautiful story. Uh, it's the themes that it explores of you know imagination and rising above and love and chivalry and all these yeah. it, it's, and the counterpoint to that is like, yeah. like what are you crazy and you know yeah exactly a bunch of bs sancho panza with his look i'm just going to stick by this guy's side because i believe him a good person so yeah. i'll do what i can um Shout out to uh, A Noise Within, putting on a production of that. They're bringing back their production from last year, oh, and they're cool. doing it in the fall. It's really exciting. I actually have the little thing for it on my fridge. Which you um, can see here, Which folks. you can see yeah. right here. Everybody take a look. Uh, everyone <laughs> take a look. right, my left. Yep, Did you go you to camera see three, please? Thank you. Camera Great. three live. <laughs> um, all right, so let's get let's get back to our, right. Mark, our master list. You didn't, I've not talked about the musicals I've been in. What? Or the role I want to play. You are trying to bypass me because you think... You and I, don't I know anything about musicals. Here's why, because I, I didn't an like Andrew Lloyd Webber when we were at dinner, and I tried to get him to change the and topic you were like, for today. We're not going to do it. He got very bratty, very. Fast. I did not get you very you were like, bratty. We're not doing it. I'm serious. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that you said? Oh, all right, Hal. What? No, I don't want to talk about it. Anyway, let's. <laughs> what musicals? I think you do, buddy. Yeah, what, I have. Yeah, what I was musicals? In Oliver. When I learned uh-huh. not oh, to walk wow. into a damn sign when you're playing an orphan, <laughs> I smacked headfirst into the sign that said orphanage on it. Second night, <laughs> I really wanted to play Artful Dodger, but ah. didn't. I Who did in, you play? I was faceless orphan. Injured, sure. <laughs> Injured, Injured orphan. Inju- yeah. Head injury are Yeah, orphan. I played concussion victim number two. <laughs> uh, I was oh, in, someone else? Yeah. Also, you didn't even get to be number one? No. I was number, I was number five on the concussion call sheet. It was uh-huh. really bad. Uh, I was in homeroom. Which is a little known musical that's probably just for kids. Is there uh-huh. life after high school? Which is that a song in Homeroom or is no, that a musical? That is that's another a- musical. And I- I- was it on Broadway? It, I think it was on yeah, Broadway. Yeah, I think I saw that in my little Wikipedia review. I was like, what is that? It's not, it's, you're fine. <laughs> you're, you're good. You're good. Uh, but I did the apple tree my senior year of I, uh, high school. 
That was great. That was really, really I fun. don't know the apple tree. Is that Adam yeah, and Eve? Adam the apple tree is, is three stories. Uh, it's Adam and Eve, which is, uh, which is adapted from Mark Twain. I think they're all Mark Twain. It's that, The Lady and the Tiger, and Passionella. It's three parts. Mm-hmm. And then on Broadway. Passionella. Alan, I have a ca- Passionella candle in the living room. There you go. That's yeah. the same. They're still making money off of that show. Can you believe it? <laughs> but Alan Alda and Barbara Harris played the leads in all three parts. So oh, wow. With the, in the traditional, uh, Broadway version, the same actors play the leads in all three mm-hmm. uh, in ours be- to accommodate a larger cast everybody that's like, a real jerk move if a high school goes okay our yeah. spring musical this year we're doing the last five years there's two characters <laughs> <laughs> but i pl- i did i was adam in the first story i was adam cool. in the adam and eve story right. and were you naked vid- there's video of it no i'm in a blue uh, uh i wore white boxers over tidy whities and a white t-shirt that both had been dyed blue and dyed blue socks and it is, te- I, there, I'm pretty sure I've shared this on We Got This, if, on the, the Facebook group. If not, I will again. There's a YouTube video of me performing one of the songs from it. It is, the, I, I know we're not selling this today, but the worst performance of a Broadway musical song of all time <laughs> is that video of me. What, what's the logic of the strange dyed blue wardrobe for Adam? Because I was blue and then was she, she pink? wore pink matching, a matching outfit. Oh, fight the patriarchy, Hal. It was 1994. <laughs> <laughs> we were not, we were nowhere near as woke as we are now. Oh man, that makes me feel like such an old man that you're like, Look, it was way back in 1994. Yeah. And me- and meanwhile, we're talking about it being 2018 and Carousel is going through another revival. Ugh. Yeah. I'm is- not a fan of that show. I saw that in college. Mm-hmm. I was like, wait a minute. Why are we still – why do we hold in any reverence this musical where a man beats on a woman and then we're supposed to cheer for his ghost? Yeah. Yeah, it is it is an abysmal story and it is wonderful music. That's the you know, that's the dilemma. But right. I remember I knew the music from my mom playing it mm-hmm. so often uh, grown up, then I you know, I like my boy Bill and like, Yeah, that's me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that but, song though, I, I can't the get behind overture that song. is beautiful and uh, everything. But yeah, the story is miserable yeah. and just takes it right off. And the my list. boy Bill is a forty minute song. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Boy, that song is long. <laughs> I was a little narcissist. As long as you kept saying my name, I was. Oh, happy. there you go. <laughs> You're watching Schoolhouse Rock, going, "I'm just a Bill." <laughs> so here's what I suggest. Okay, I feel like we've talked a lot about musicals in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's take a break, and then we come back. We can we can go through some of these great composers, but I have a mm-hmm. feeling if we if we each go through our top four. Yeah. Okay. We're gonna touch on their work, and then we'll we'll get. Yeah, into I think it you're right. I'm realizing that that uh, that we don't know enough about. This is uh, expansive. This is yeah. this is yeah. We can, we topic. can't we can't narrow it down to just to just that. So. Yeah. So okay. that's what we'll do when we come back after this. Welcome everyone to the live wrestling spectacular in Los Angeles. So far, the world's most boring wrestling podcast has been destroying the competition. Isn't there anyone who can save us from this travesty? Wait, could it be? It's Titan Fights, the perfect wrestling podcast. Titan Fights is here to save us from the monotony of boring wrestling podcasts with hilarious conversations. Woke trips through the history of wrestling. And joke about the finer points of people wearing spandex. What a match! And the Tights and Fights podcast will be back every week. Thursdays on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get podcasts. 
Please, these hosts have families. Tyson Bites Podcast. Tyson Bites. Chaotic Bro. Natural Jaeger. The Cosby. Mount Armus. The USS Entrepreneur. Dustbuster Club. Drunk Shimoda. What are we talking about? Some of the many delightful nonsenses that are now important running gags in the Star Trek podcast we still can't believe we're actually making. The Greatest Generation is a show that is reviewing Star Trek The Next Generation episode by episode, but it's much sillier and has more fart jokes than that makes it sound. Our reputations may never recover. You can get our show at MaximumFun.org or wherever you download podcasts. All right. We're back. Let's go through. I think we should go around and each do one of our top four. Let's just throw them out a brief I've explanation got a top of why. 50 well, you got to pick four of them, buddy. Uh, this is going to be such a hard episode. You wanted to do this topic. I know. And guess what? The winner will be better than every other musical you love. Oh. This is what, and this is a lesson for all of you out there who listen. <laughs> don't, don't ask for questions, don't ask questions you don't want the yeah. answers to. You're basically calling every other musical garbage. Yeah, that's just, just, know, just know that. And they can never be mounted anywhere again. No. I do want to quickly say, well, no, I'll bring it up later because it's one of my top four. Bill, you're our guest. Tell us one of your top four. Yeah, I think this might be my top one is West Side Story. I just, um, yeah. Grew up with it, loved it. I was fanatical about it. It seems to have the combination of, uh, great storytelling. Thanks, Shakespeare. Um, wonderful music and a variety of music and a sense of humor. And I would add, I don't know if this is a fair criteria, but really great dancing, you know, That's a in huge any parade. Yeah, yeah it's absolutely. Just hard, hard to judge if you haven't seen something. Um, that is probably number one. I'd say Fiddler on the Roof for, mm-hmm. Very similar reasons. Uh, Hamilton, because it's right in my noggin these days. It's all over my house because my kids are playing it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, The Music Man, which I think is, um, maybe not, maybe a bit of a thin story for my taste, but mm-hmm. it is so clever. And the more you listen to the music, the more, the more I listen to it, the more I appreciate it. Um, so that's four of the tops for me. Wow. Uh, that's, a, I, that's an impressive list. Three of your top four are also three of my top four. Goodness. West Side Story was my mother's favorite musical growing up. Mm-hmm. It also is the greatest live show I've ever seen. Uh, and I, I forget, if I've told this story again, apologies. If you're, if you're new to the show, you get to hear it for the first time. Uh, I went to visit, uh, one of my best friends, Lauren, at Ithaca College. I went to Syracuse. Mm-hmm. And a friend of hers was doing West Side Story. But I think it was like a student theater group. It wasn't like an official production. Mm-hmm. And as we're as we're going there after dinner, she's like, "So they decided uh, when they were doing the show, they weren't going to choreograph any of the fights because they wanted it to feel real and improvised." Oh boy! I was at show number two. Oh jeez! Half of the cast was on crutches. <laughs> <laughs> had a cast. I went. Came time for the show fights. <laughs> when it came time for the fights, they looked like a middle school dance where they were like. They were like very care, like didn't oh. really want to touch anybody, and they were all scared. They were, they were yeah. like frozen. It is the most delicious. That's great. I mean, it's just beautiful. But it is the songs are great. Yeah, the story is great. This is the one that was adapted from a show called East Side Story, which was about uh, uh, religious Jews uh, instead of oh, it's um, adapt instead of just uh, Americans. I think it's like it's religious Jews and Puerto oh, Ricans. Wow. 
um, which is why it's East Side Story, which of course all of it is Romeo and Juliet. It's yeah, like telling of Romeo. Wait, and Juliet. East Side Story was East Side adapted Story was first. West Side East Side Story, Story was first. Yes. The, it was what? rescored by the Pet Shop Boys. Yes, no, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Come on down to the stage. That is something. East Side Story. Um, but yeah, when it's- you're a jet, you're a jet all the way from the first cigarette <laughs> to your last dying day. But it's it is a uh, I mean it's just an incredible story. Yeah. It's still relevant that idea that there are. Uh, socioeconomic and cultural barriers between us. Yeah. Uh, and f- so it, that's part of the reason why it endures. Mm-hmm. And the mu- like, you know, all the songs, you know, Maria, you know, uh, I feel pretty or I uh-huh. look, I, uh, you, I, that's how I start my America. morning every, every day. Just singing, I, I, I feel in the pretty. mirror and it's yeah. like, yeah, it gets me going. Yeah. Or are you saying about liking America better than Puerto Rico? <laughs> no, I feel pretty. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I would add that it's like it's Stephen Sondheim at his best lyrically. Yeah. And another composer is before he started writing music. It's Leonard Bernstein, and they really complement each other well. Boy. And yeah. Bernstein exploring like the sort of beat jazz idiom in songs like "Cool," you know, just like yes, so um, so. Uh, I don't know. Experimental seems a little strong, but like creatively adventurous. Yeah. Um, and and then- Sondheim is, you know, funny. And mm-hmm. he, you know, he didn't get, he gets pretty austere later on in his yes. career in a way that I don't always go with. But, uh, here he was just young and full of, you know, piss and vinegar and his lyrics are great. Yeah, that's fantastic. Uh, Hamilton is also in my top four mm-hmm. for uh, you laid out great reasons. Uh, another thing that none of us have touched on mm-hmm. is that it brings diversity to Broadway and to theater in a way that it right. isn't typically. Yeah. Um, and it's hopefully will continue a trend in people who are not Lynn Manuel Miranda casting shows. They're like, Oh, we don't, it doesn't matter. You can cast colorblind. You can sure. cast genderblind. None of that matters. What matters is telling a great story in the best possible way with, the, you know, the people who fit the roles. And uh-huh. that, yeah. The funniest that, Petruchio I ever saw was a black woman. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's the, the, the idea that this show, it's, I think it's going to be a watershed moment for Broadway mm-hmm. and hopefully entertainment in general to help sort of break down some of those barriers. A lot of which I know are still up. It doesn't, it doesn't solve the problem, but at least it helps crack the door open. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I totally agree. I um I confess I haven't seen Hamilton yet. We're going next month in Chicago, and I'm very excited about it. Oh, you're going to have the best Take time. It. Yeah. Um, and I was a little skeptical at first, just the way I am about anything that everybody tells me is great. There's this grumpy yeah. troll part of me <laughs> that's like, it can't be that good. <laughs> Um, but then my, my kids got into it and singing and my daughter's explaining them, the motifs that are coming back and the Easter eggs and even Easter eggs to other shows. Like there's a, there's a little tribute to 1776, the musical in there yeah. among, among other. And it's like, wow, this is layered. Yeah. It's, it's brilliant. Um, uh, I, I was torn between the music man and guys and dolls because I love oh, yeah. guys and dolls. Oh yeah. I, I, but ultimately, the music man for me is so enjoyable. The amount of like just spoken patter in it, mm-hmm. I feel like it breaks up a lot of what I would hear in a traditional musical. It was the first rap musical. It's in a way, <laughs> yeah. in a way, really, <laughs> with a capital T, and that rhymes with P, and that stands for pool. Yeah, yeah. even the beginning of '76 trombones, he's ta- he's yeah. talking and doing patter. I mean, mm-hmm. it's really like 
Matthew Broderick's version was fine, but Robert Preston, Robert Preston is Preston. Yeah. so. And when you get a role like that, that somebody who's kind of idiosyncratic, like Robert Preston, can mm-hmm. just sink his teeth into mm-hmm. and make an immortal performance. That's yeah. that's a good bit of writing. Um, also, something I just learned this year is that. What's what's the romantic song that Shirley Jones in the movie sings out the window? Good night, my someone. Yeah. That is virtually the same tune as seventy six trombones. If it's, it's like slow down version of that. Seventy six t- trombones <laughs> led in the, the big parade. Wow, hundred and ten. Yeah, and it's like that is. Oh wow, I love that. I love that layered writing like that. So clever. Uh, my fourth is Avenue Q, which I when I went to see Avenue it Q. in 2008, completely blew my mind. Uh-huh. That was actually – that was the musical that got me back into the genre. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, this is – this has broken every rule and like like almost spit in the face of what Broadway is while also taking great care to make yeah. a great Broadway show. Mm-hmm. And it's like the perf- the fact that you – See these performers working puppets, and you don't look at the performers. They, right. You very quickly adjust, and you're watching the puppets as a testament not only to their skill, but just the the way they tell the story. Like you relate to it. Mm-hmm. The, the The one issue with it may be it, that that Gary Coleman died, and he's Gary a character Coleman in it. Is dead. <laughs> no, th- that idea. Like they really uh, poke fun at what it means to be politically correct, and mm-hmm. and the things that are and are not offensive. I don't know how, how well that plays 10 years later. Yeah. It is right. a different yeah. climate. I don't think that rules it out, but I think it's just like, it's a, just a really great musical. It's not for all ages. That might be the yeah. other thing that right. kind of cuts it off, but I just, it was like magical. It inspired yeah, me. It's I was wonderful. like, what can I go create after seeing that show? And that to me is like, yeah, that's a, like a religious yeah. experience. I loved Avenue Q. A friend with one of the guys who was in it, Rob McClure, um, who, uh, who just was in uh, what something rotten which is another it's another one of those uh musicals where i say it's not the, one of the greatest of all time but it is so good at comedy which is so hard to do yeah. you know like and i just appreciate it that it's funny from stem to stern um but i would probably put on that list of maybes uh, the genre bending, uh, Book of Mormon, probably before oh, Avenue yeah, Q okay. for me. Yeah. Because I just never stopped laughing. It's the same composer, Bobby Lopez. Right. Who's, you know, wrote, uh, Frozen as well. But, um, I, I think I want a little more of a substantial meal to be the greatest mm-hmm. of all time. Of course. All the while loving those super entertaining ones. And earlier, funny thing happened on the way to the forum, which mm-hmm. I just love, but, is you know a big comedy, yeah. yes, which I have no objection to. But. That's, <laughs> no. Yeah, they don't feel as substantial, <laughs> but they are like weirdly. Book of Mormon is doing an important thing. Like its comment on religion is yeah. both its both its uh, its its pros and its cons is so like you leave Book of Mormon not only having just laughed your ass off for a very long time because it's just a really really funny show. It's written yeah. by the South Park guys for God's yeah. sake and. But you leave going, oh, okay, you've somehow made an argument both for and against the thing that this Absolutely. show is about. Absolutely. Yeah. And it never feels – it's strange how it never feels mean-spirited no. like their show sometimes does. But this – it's just – um and it's it's kind of technically smart, the, the flashbacks to Joseph Smith in the mm-hmm. desert. And I mean – 
So I, it's it's wonderful. Yeah, but not the best. No. Uh, yeah, it's tough for a comedy to get into the pantheon of um the all time because because if a musical is designed to you know they say like you were talking about before oh this moment is too full that I can't express it just in words I have to express it in song right. Comedy can be done in words. Yeah. <laughs> Funny songs are the best, and I love all of these musicals. But yeah, it feels like to get that real emotional resonance, it's um, it's more the dramatic stuff. I think I would feel the same way, though, about something that was super serious, like some of Sondheim stuff. He's never without wit and mm-hmm. wordplay, but right. like passion – Stuff like that. Right. It's just like, ah, oh, it's a little too austere for me. Right. A little too joyless. <laughs> like, where are the jokes, son? <laughs> I was, I was watching, uh, and I love the show, but I was watching a Law and Order episode. Uh, and I remember thinking this just, uh, just recently going, wow, they do not bother with comic relief on this show, do they? <laughs> <laughs> like you got to have some levity somewhere since, in a since thing. Since Jerry Orbach died and he got his like final he cut to so- commercial, oh. <laughs> that's the final popcorn he's popped. You know, oh. <laughs> Jerry Orbach. <laughs> that's one of the all-time great musical performers, right there, Jerry Orbach. Sure. If you haven't seen, have you guys seen him do uh, basketball? You know the song? Yes, because that was one from of the she first loves me. albums. Or what's it from? No, it's from Promises, 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 Promises. Mm-hmm. Um, which was an ad. Adaptation of uh, the apartment, mm-hmm. the uh, Billy Wilder movie, and that was one of the first ones that came on my radar because my parents saw it live in the in the seventies and played it all the time. And it's like I, I, she likes basketball. How about that? Yeah. So yeah, he's uh, <laughs> he watch watch his his Tony performance of that. Oh, it wow. is yeah. incredible. Oh, uh, shout out to Jerry Orbach. Jerry, um, gone too soon. All right, is it my turn? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to put, these are all going to be like, they're big juggernauts for, and these aren't my personal favorites, but these are the ones that I think could be up there for the best musical of all time. Um, I'm not going to mention the ones you guys have already mentioned. Not that I don't agree with them, uh-huh. but if we had three top four lists that everybody had three of the same musicals on, yeah. then we'd know our then, top three. Well, yeah. yeah, we could get out of here <laughs> um, and have some coffee. Yeah, jeez. I, would you like some coffee? <laughs> no, I, can, I can make you a cup of coffee. No, um, he doesn't get it until he's done podcasting, Mark. We said this <laughs> coffee before we is started. Um, <laughs> there are, and I know you are not a fan of this guy, but. I have to, I have to say, I grew up on Andrew Lloyd Webber. Sure. I think he's a brilliant tunesmith. There are, there are problems with, uh, his shows, of course. Cats is silly and, you know, Starlight Express is ridiculous. Um, but he's written some pretty amazing, uh, pretty amazing songs and done some really incredible work. So I didn't want to let my list sure. slip by without putting at least one of his shows on there. Um, and that one I think I'm going to go with is, uh, Jesus Christ Superstar. Yep. I think okay. that's the one you make the case yeah. with for yep. it's, uh, it's, Mr. Weber. It's a wonderful musical. It's a story that everyone knows told from an angle that not a lot of people at the time would have mm-hmm. known from. You know what I mean? Like it was a, it was weird that it was just on NBC live because it was super controversial back in the day. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Jesus Christ Superstar is on my list. Um, and maybe this is just because I saw the original Broadway cast of it, but um, I always loved Rent. I was a big Rent head. Oh, wow. Rent, I think, is great. I think it it told again took took a story and told you know an angle that wasn't getting told. 
Um, plus I got to see, you know, Adam Pascal and uh-huh. Wilson Germain Heredia and all these like great performers do the original. Adina Menzel. Um, so. Or what, what did John Travolta call her? Uh, Adela Dazeem. Adela Dazeem. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> speaking of John Travolta, I don't think it's the best because the story's not hugely great, but boy, is the music in Greece amazing. Oh, okay. Sure. Um, yeah. So shout out to Greece. Yeah. Um, I've got to say Les Mis because Les Miserables is one of those musicals that I've seen it live probably five or six times. Mm-hmm. Um, the, I know every note of that show. I think it's sweeping. I think it's fun. There's, there's comedy in it with the Tenardiers. There's, uh, there's, I mean, obviously the ultimate pathos in it with this, uh, yeah. sweeping novel. Um, it's, uh, it's stirring. It's uplifting. I think the revolving set was an amazing thing. Um, so yeah, uh, Jesus Christ Superstar, Rent, Les Mis, and, um, and again, just because this is one that I loved as a kid and we've actually talked about this one extensively, but not the Broadway musical. We talked about the movie. I would put hair on the list. Oh, wow. Um, it's not a great story, but it's the first time I ever was in a theater and felt an experience. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. You saw naked people. No, I, uh, I don't, people I, don't get naked. People get there. naked in that. Yeah. Oh, Depends yeah. on the production. Okay. I actually saw a community theater production of it that when I left, I was like, Oh my God, this is what this is like. I felt like I was in a place in a time. The songs are great, but I know it's not going to win because it really does not have a story at all. <laughs> Um, yeah, the musical, the movie they invented a story for yeah, because which it had no still story. Wasn't yeah. very good story. <laughs> they tried, they but tried. I love the music. R.I.P. Yeah. Milos. The music is surprisingly great for um, Hair, given that those guys were just you know, tripping every day. Um, but um, Les Mis is one that I came to kind of late after mm-hmm. again that grumpy old man thing of like resisting. Everybody that I did theater with, especially mm-hmm. in I went to theater grad school. Les Mis all the time. Everybody was singing it all the time. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I don't think I like this. Um, and I perceived it as not being very funny, despite the tavern owners. What are mm-hmm. their names? The Tenardiers. Tenardiers. Yeah. Um, but the more I've seen it, the more I respect it. And I, mm-hmm. I just, it, it's ambitious in a great way. Yeah. Um, it takes on big themes and, you know, just like the book itself, but it condenses very well. I think there's some great, like, psycho-sexual stuff going on underneath it about men and their relationship with each other. And even the movie, which was, uh, you know, didn't have the greatest voices all right. the time with Russell Crowe just, like, oh, choking Crow. his way through those songs. <laughs> it still kind of communicated it in a good way. Mm-hmm. And uh, So, yeah, respect for Les Mis. Oh, can I, have, I have one more I want to throw on. I just thought of yeah. because I think it deserves a shout out. Um, because of the way it was created, uh, is a chorus line. Mm-hmm. I think a chorus line is, uh, is unique and fun and cool. Do you guys know how they made this? They I actually don't. No. They, mm-hmm. uh, the creator of the show, whose name is, I'm an idiot. Was it Hamlish that did it? Um, Hamlish was the composer. Yeah. Right? Was it James Lapine? Uh, I'm not sure uh, which of the team did it. It was created by Arachne. But it was my <laughs> they, uh, they sat, they, they did they, a lot of good work. Yeah. They sat down and they recorded a group of, um, Broadway, uh, ensemble people. 
uh, the chorus line. Uh-huh. And they sat down and they just had them tell their stories with a tape recorder going. Yeah. And all of those stories became the musical. Oh, wow. Those so those, so those stories are show. all, uh, yeah. Nice. Yeah, I think they did. Nice. Um, that's a big push right now, um, to get, uh, the people who originate a role to get some percentage of the show mm. in perpetuity, which I think is a cool idea. No. Um, I know Lynn Manuel mentioned something about being into that. Um, good for him. He's yeah. a mensch. He He's is. great. Um, let me throw this idea at you guys. Yeah. We've never really done it this way before to make our determinations. How about this? We each have given our lists of four. Uh-huh. Why don't we pull a number one from a list that is not our own? So like Hal and I will pull okay. a number one from your list. You and I will pull a number one from Hal's list. Okay. And then you and Hal will pull a number one from my list. And those will be our final three. We'll pick our number one out of that. All right. Go ahead. All right. Um, let's go. Let's start with Bill's. Hal, what do you think? I think it's West Side Story. I absolutely think it's West Side yeah. Story. Um, our list was pretty similar. Our yeah. list was similar. The was only it? difference was I had Avenue Q. Right. But my other three were West Side Story, Hamilton, and The Music Man. Oh, Hamilton or the Music Man. Let's say <sighs> Hamilton just I think yeah. 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 To, all right. to not just all be in mid twentieth century. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then um what from we, my list. Mine were, were um uh, Jesus Christ Superstar, Les Mis, Rent, and um Hair. Les Mis. hundred percent, yeah. yeah. Alright, so our final three Les Mis. West Side Story and Hamilton. So many people are throwing their phone in a garbage. I know. I know, I know, I know. That's I what I love about this. You. This is what we do. Yeah, this is, yeah. I'm sorry. I'll, I could talk about these a, a million wanna, shows all day. Before, before we do that, you want to do a quick breeze through of other like honorable mentions, like just maybe mention their name? Absolutely. Okay. All right. Uh, I have a couple. Uh, well, we already mentioned Oklahoma. Uh, I would mention Candide, another, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Bernstein joint. Uh, <laughs> the best of all possible musicals. Yeah. Miss Saigon. Uh, mm-hmm. How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying. Yeah. Surprisingly clever and yeah. substantial. Uh, Pippin, which I, you know, I don't have Godspell on there. That seems like a little bit niche, but mm-hmm. Pippin is really quite great. Oh, yeah. Time. And uh, a great ending. Yeah. And Fun Home, although it might be a little bit small, but I would also put on 1776. Um, it's not. Oh, everybody. White Hamilton? What's that? White, White Hamilton, Hamilton. <laughs> White pre Hamilton, uh, because I just loved it and thought yeah. I learned a lot. I don't know the tunes. There's nothing that comes away from that, you know, that you remember as well. So maybe musically not, but storytelling wise and structure wise, really great. What do you guys have? Sunday in the Park with George. Yeah, there's a lot a of Sondheim. I just like the idea that they're in a painting completely about how hot it yeah. is. <laughs> it's just so – and actually that was how Nelly came up with Hot in here because he was a huge Sondheim fan. And a huge Ciroc Particularly fan. Sunday in the park with George. Wow. Um, it's totally true. Did not make that up. Right on. Any others you got? Uh, Jeez. I love Assassins. I know I'm – I feel like I'm in a minority enjoying that. I think it's darkly humorous mm-hmm. and I like the way that they tackle – uh, they tackle something that's extremely sensitive and like kind of taboo. Yeah. So I think that's my favorite. That's my favorite Sondheim because I don't consider, I know he worked on West Side Story, yeah. but it doesn't feel like a Sondheim musical mm-hmm. as we know I agree. Sondheim right. musicals and Guys and Dolls. I mm-hmm. mentioned it briefly before, but I think it's a really fun show. It's why it keeps coming back and it feels like a snapshot 
of a period in time that didn't actually exist but that we wished it <laughs> right yeah yeah and i like it for that reason and the and the music is really great cool um i loved i there's a lot of sondheim out there i love into the woods i've done it twice i think it's a great show um some smaller ones that i really love uh i loved you're a good man charlie brown i thought mm-hmm. that was great that introduced the new version anyway introduced the world to Kristen chenoweth i thought she was brilliant uh-huh. in that and yeah. the oh, music's wicked. fun Wicked's a great show. Um, I mean, we never mentioned Chicago. It's been running forever and That's it won best true. picture. Yeah. We, um, we've pretty much steered clear of Learner and Love yeah. with My Fair Lady and, uh, um, did they do Camelot? Yeah. You mentioned Camelot. Yeah. I didn't mention Camelot. Yeah. Um, there's one playing right now that I love called, uh, Come From Away. That is, uh, it's the story of the little town in Newfoundland that uh, all of the planes were diverted to on oh, 9-11. Wow. It's told by about a dozen people. Uh, they play multiple characters. The set is just a bunch of chairs. Wow. It's on Broadway right now. It is absolutely wonderful. Wow. I loved that play. Oh, wow. Um, and there was another one that I saw. This wasn't on Broadway. It was off-Broadway, but it's um, Here Lies Love, which is the musical about Imelda Marcos. Uh, written by David Byrne and Fatboy Slim. Holy moly. Uh, just played in Seattle. I don't know where its life is going to be next, but I saw it at the public theater and the audience never sits down. You're in just a big room Ooh, I and this, like that. The, oh, the yeah, set, the set is moving around you and you're walking, wow. uh, as this like 90 minute disco show is happening right. and it's just immersive and beautiful and cool. Tony and Tina's musical. Right. <laughs> oh, come on. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, there's there's too there's many to name. There's so that, many. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm, Monty Python, uh, the Holy Grail, the Spam a lot. Uh, yeah, Spam a lot. Uh, producers, Young Frankenstein. Sure. And you get your gun. And you uh, get your gun. Carja Fall. Yeah, there's oh guys, there's a, a bajillion great musicals. But the the point being, bye bye the point being, go yeah, see all of them. But we're down to three, okay. and the three are Hamilton, Les Mis, and West Side Story. How do we vote? Just say it. Can we, can we, all right, you want to just say it on the three? If we, yeah. the one we think it is, and okay. if it's the same for all three of us? Yeah. Okay. All right. One, two, three. West, West Side, Side Story. Story. Oh, whoa, people of the world, wow. we did it. <laughs> we did it. I thought we'd have at least one Hamilton, and of course, that is a great transformative show, but it's West Side Story. Yeah. For, the, for all of you out there who didn't think it was West Side Story, too bad. All you gang members who are on yeah. pins and needles wondering if we were going to honor your contribution to we the did. culture. Oh, it's pins we and needles. <laughs> but that's uh, it. It has it all. It's a great story. Uh, it's timeless. It deals with issues that we're still dealing with now and probably will deal with forever for as long as people exist. Sadly. Everyone knows at least one of the songs. Like, the songs. like Romeo and Juliet, its point of view is both pro-instant love and romance and con because mm-hmm. of the tragic consequences and it's funny yes it's got really funny stuff in it great sense of i think america is like i would put that up that's my favorite song from the show mm-hmm. yeah i love it's, it it's, it's just like so well done oh my goodness it just uh it makes my heart sing and i hope it makes your heart sing too because it is the best musical of all time yeah. asked and answered bill corbett Thanks for coming on the show Thanks, with guys. us. What yeah. uh, what a treat. That was really fun. This was Thank a lot you. of fun. Yeah, we, uh, we're glad to have you back. Tell tell everybody, is there anything you want people to go see or or listen to or anything that you want to promote? This is coming out in that we're recording this on a Friday. It's going to come out on Tuesday, so um we're, we're close. Just keep a look on rifttracks.com. We are we're always putting stuff out there in uh 
In June, we'll be doing another live uh, Fathom Events movie show around the country. Just check uh, where it's playing near you. Which are so much fun. Yeah. Those Fathom fun. Events are yeah. a blast. That's awesome. So, yeah, we're lucky to do it. Well, awesome. thanks for coming on the show. Uh, this topic is settled. Uh, who was it that sent this one in to us? Thank you to Sammy Rose for suggesting this topic on Reddit a very long time ago. We finally got to it. Yes. And, and we got it right as we do all of our <laughs> I think the fact that all three of us said it, I think, means we definitely got Absolutely. it right. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, this topic is covered, but, uh, please reach out to us on Twitter at we got this tweets. Check out the maximum fun subreddit or email us at we got this podcast at gmail.com or go to our Facebook group. We'll have pictures and videos from our personal performances of Broadway <laughs> shows. Uh, that is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash we got this podcast. Thank you to producer Ken Plume, researcher Kate McManus, graphic designer Uri Kelman, and QA engineer Jen Alba. And thank you, of course, to our musicians Jonathan Dinerstein and Mike Furman for their score and theme song, respectively. And thanks to you, our listeners, for giving us an opportunity to sit and talk about things that we are very passionate about. This week, it was Broadway musicals, one of my favorite passions. And next week, I don't know how we'll we'll get to one of yours. Thank you. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening and for supporting us during the Max Fun Drive. It was a really, it was a really great time. Yes. Um, for Hal Lublin, I'm Mark Agliardi. For Mark Agliardi, I'm Hal Lublin. And don't worry, everybody. We, we got, got this. this. We got this. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.